thing. Well, South Park said, it's the Mormons. They're the right ones. <laughs> Turn left, go straight. Yes. Bacon. It's bacon. <laughs> Turn right, straight. Uh, artoon, uh, a cartoonist and an artist. An artoonist? Artoonist. <laughs> and we'll just call this DNA bits, because who knows what the hell is going to happen to it. Um... There's somebody talking about, and I don't know if it was apocryphal or if it was a joke. I think it was reality. Some scientist had said that he would need a, I forget the term, a robust and willing female. Surrogate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing is theoretically possible. If they can pull some Neanderthal DNA, mm-hmm. you know, with with the, tech, the rest of the technology is already there. And my feeling is, especially having read uh, Jurassic Park, not not for the the main amount of the story, but for the principle that he talks about about basically, if you if humans can do it, they will do it. And if a scientist, you know, it, it's like cloning. There's a lot of people that said, oh, you know, don't clone Dolly the sheep, but. Of course they were going to clone Dolly the Sheep because they could. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree 100% The uh, uh, in that theory of uh, once technology is kind of like comes into its own, once it, it reaches a critical mass yeah. you know, knowledge, and that knowledge is going to come out. Right. It just – yeah, if people will do what they can do. Because they have the because idea. Because they can do, do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 so obvious and so stupid that it's, it's almost stupid to say it. That's why but I always I think, laugh at those people that say, yeah, they're suppressing all these carburetors that can get you 250 miles a gallon. Right. Stuff I'm saying. No, because if it could be done, somebody in their garage is going to figure it out eventually. That, Somebody's going to do it. And and the, the sort of a corollary to that, I keep thinking about this story from Bill Bryson's book, which the name of which is something on the order of a short history of just about everything. And he talks about humanity in in our great achievements, and in our sort of weakest moments. And I believe the story goes like this: uh, This is sort of the bad side of humanity and how we kill things, and. He talks about these two guys on an island with the last dodo bird, Mm -hmm. and they killed it. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, what do we do with it? Let's kill it. And that's what humans do. We fuck things, and we kill things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, until we sort of admit that that's our nature, we're never going to be able to control our nature. I think Easter Island's probably the... The best example of us doing that. Uh, fucking things or killing killing things? things, wiping ourselves out. Oh yeah, that's right. That that. Not only did we wipe ourselves out, we wiped out all the trees from there. I saw a show about Easter right. Island. They they wiped out all the trees. Then they couldn't build a boat to get off it, and they're thirteen hundred <laughs> miles from anything, and they're stuck there, and there's no food now because there's no trees, and they've ate everything. 
Right. <laughs> and it's like, duh, what's the last tree sitting there? And the guy's cutting it down. Oh, yeah, I wanted the, you know. Right. Duh. And they think they, think they were using them to do what? Oh, they, to transport their uh, moai, the head, the Easter Island head things. No, you know what they were doing with the trees? They're making weapons. Oh, at the end, probably, yeah. Yeah, they were killing each other. Because as humans, we fuck things and we kill things. <laughs> it's a principle. But anyhow, on Neanderthal, I kind of have a problem with, I hope we don't do it. Oh, God, yes, of course. <laughs> it, it's. But You know, if they ask you the it, same question about, it, could we uh, genetically clone a mastodon, woolly mammoth? Right. I think I, I don't feel as bad about that. Right. But a Neanderthal would be sort of a human. Yeah. 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 Especially since we found out now that they were interbreeding with humans, that Neanderthal might be somewhat human. Nope. You know, and, and once it exists, might, isn't it going to have civil rights? Is it, might, is it, might solve the Giants' middle linebacker problem. <laughs> And it might be smarter than Manti Teo. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting, uh, if we can do it, something, should we do it? Question. Of, of course not. Not ne- We shouldn't necessarily do everything that we can do. But, you know, uh, were there scientists in 1943 saying, hey, should we build this bomb? Yes, there were. Yep. We built it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then there were people saying, should we drop this bomb? And we did. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me 100 years, 10 years, 1,000 years into the future, maybe not 1,000, maybe by 1,000 we'll have different weapons. That bomb is going to spread, and somebody will drop another one. I guarantee it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, why? Because they can. They can. Exactly. Well, that's the whole uh, discussion of non-proliferation. Do the best that you can to at least keep it in the hands of people who aren't insane. So far, that hasn't worked out real well. No. Um, And I'm all for non-proliferation, but I don't have a lot of faith in it. And uh, as to, you know, should should we go to war to prevent proliferation? I think war is a bad thing. Yep. So you know, um, it, you're stuck with two bad choices. You wanna you wanna kill a lot of innocent people to prevent somebody from killing a lot of innocent people. Eh. Well, I you know, I think uh, one of my predictions for next week's show, and you can have it if you want, but I think Israel is going to bomb Iraq this year. Iran. Iran this year. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well. Um, Alright. <laughs> it just got recorded, but we'll save it for next week. But yes, I have two guiding principles. Uh, it, if it can happen, it will happen. And human beings do two things. Fuck things. Actually, we do more than... <laughs> we also create societies, and we also create mythologies. Oh, you know what we also do? We, we have science. Science, uh, last week there was an interesting article that they think that they've uh, redesigned uh, 
redefined the size of a proton, which I thought was really interesting. I thought we pretty much knew everything we needed to know about protons. Um, yeah. I, I, well, <laughs> so is it bigger or smaller? I think it was. I think that bigger. they said it was slightly bigger. And I mean, we're talking yeah. really small amount. And I found it interesting that there's people measuring protons still and stuff. But I I saw one show where they went to Cornell and they they showed someone looking at some sort of solid in a in an electron microscope, and it looked like a a cartoon a cartoonist and an artist. An artunist? Artunist. <laughs> An artunist imaginary drawing of what the crystalline structure of this substance, whatever it was, mm-hmm. I don't know, it might have been steel, it might have been wood, I don't know what it was. But it all of the atoms were perfectly lined up in a row in three dimensions. You know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could see, and you could see the nucleuses, the nuclei, and the spaces between them. The spaces were all perfectly symmetrical, and it was, as far as the eye could see, there was just these nuclei and a space between them in, in perfect order. And it was like a picture of reality. It, it was fascinating to me. Well, I've seen that picture too, and I, I kind of would like to talk to physicists about it because – I've always heard that most matter is mostly empty space. And this picture kind of proves it, huh? Well, I mean, there's space between it, but the one I saw had like little, little balls, right? And right, yeah, yeah, they were. They were and like they're blue all lined up, but it looked were... like there was more little balls than empty space to me. Okay, I, well, and we're probably talking about the same picture. Yeah, but, but. Oh, here's the article. Proton shrinks in size. A little smaller. Um, but they say it opens up interesting things, and if they're wrong on that, it changes some calculations and things. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I don't either. <laughs> I wonder why people are wondering that. I, you know, there's probably a good scientific reason for it. You know who doesn't get enough credit? Hmm. And uh, I should probably look this up to to prove that it's true while I'm here looking at the interwebs. Sir Francis Bacon. Oh, you like bacon. I know that. <laughs> mm, bacon. <laughs> yeah. Um, did he not invent the scientific method? We've had this discussion before. Yeah, but uh, did we ever record it before? The oh, but I don't know that we decided it before. <laughs> well, that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Uh, Francis Bacon, Wikipedia, uh, English philosopher, statesman, scientist, jurist, and author. All around wonderful guy. He served as both Attorney General and Lord Chancellor of England. I didn't know that. He was a chancellor. Hmm. Um, and his political career ended in disgrace. That's interesting, too. He remained extremely influential through his works, especially as philosophical advocate and practitioner of the scientific method during the scientific revolution. Uh, Bacon has been called the creator of empiricism, and you know what empirical means. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Bacon, it's Bacon! (laughs) 
is important. Uh, by the way, his his dates are January fifteen sixty one to April sixteen twenty six. So one hundred and fifty years before the American Revolution. Okay, here here's what we talked about before. <laughs> what? Now, if you look up scientific method, okay, yeah. it says Ibn Hal Hafeim. Arab scholar who lived during the Islamic Golden Age is considered by some to be the father of modern scientific methodology. So, yeah, okay. It's one of those uh, interesting things that I think I'd give Bacon the nod for the Western civilization, but. It's Bacon! Bacon. <laughs> um, wait, what's the dates for this? Ibn guy. Uh, and by the way, Ibn means son of. So, what's the rest of the name? Ibn al. Haytham, A H A Y T H A M. Well, I would say Haytham. Anyhow, nine sixty-five to ten thirty-nine, Iraq. Wow, Iraq, yeah, the cradle of civilization. Mm-hmm. There's a story, and and I wish I could give you the details, and I've tried to find it, and I can't. Uh, about Islamic science and how it was far in advance of Western science to a certain point. And this guy built a astronomy tower a, a observatory, and the the uh, uh, king, for lack of a better word, said, "No, you're getting too close to to God," and he tore it down. And and many people mark that as the moment. That Islam stopped advancing. That mm-hmm. that oh, they were they were the uh, the they had the lead. I mean, they were way ahead of everybody right. for a long time. I mean, right. where were we in nine sixty five? Right, we were feuding kings and peasants yeah, so- and Monty Python and everything. <laughs> That's right. But how could you tell he's a king? <laughs> he hasn't got any shit on him. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I think it, it it reminds me of later on Galileo and the church coming along and saying, uh, we don't think you should think that. Yep. You know, and to me, I believe absolutely that there is a conflict between science and religion because one of the jobs of religion was to explain the world. And science came around, and it did it better. But the church supported science a lot in their in their history too. They 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 had uh, um, they still have a observatory in the Vatican. Yeah, but they don't let anybody use it. Well, I don't know. I can't answer any everything about. You're much better positioned, but I I believe that that's gone back and forth. Well, no, I, I said that as a joke. I don't know whether they're using it or not. <laughs> you know, um, they did, they, they did eventually admit that the Earth goes around the sun. Mm-hmm. And I was raised in a Catholic school, and they taught me evolution, and I thank God they did, mm-hmm. so to speak. But it, to me, that there is definitely a contradiction and a conflict between science and religion when it comes to matters of fact and matters of science 
you know, uh, I've always felt that that religion had three roles. That religion explained to people how to behave amongst themselves, between each other, mm-hmm. and it also explained how the world worked, mm-hmm. and it also explained the big questions, the sort of philosophical questions about why are we, why are we here, and uh, greater social uh, structures were created like the United States Constitution which now govern how we should interact with each other. And science came along and took over the role of how we can decide what is reality and that religion is only left with the questions of why are we here? And as long as religion sticks with its sort of justified field, they're fine. But when you get religion saying how we should relate to each other in in a way that says well those people don't believe what i believe so they should die then religion is is off course mm-hmm. and when religion says evolution isn't real even though evolution is beyond any doubt a fact religion is wrong and should go away when religion says you're here for this moral reason and to interpret how we should believe about the things we cannot determine factually, then religion has a place. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and basically uh, that's, that's right. I think, though, that sometimes uh, I don't know why people – feel that the two things are incompatible, don't you think? It's pretty amazing that God uh, would create uh, such a wonderful heaven to look at and give us a mind that we could figure it out. I think that's really cool. There's no reason that he can't say, wow, the speed of light is going to be this, and we figure it out. It, It doesn't mean that they have to compete what we figure out scientifically as, as, a, as a religion, you can say, see, isn't God great? He lets you figure that out. Why do they but have to worry about it? Because religion has pronounced things time and time again that have been proven to be not true. Mm-hmm. Like you must stone a gay person or – the sun revolves around the earth, mm-hmm. and and when religion is wrong, religion is terrible. Well, reli- religion is there to uh, people. People just want answers. That's their nature. Exactly. And, and that and that when that when there are when the answers are soft, religion has. And I think a there's show. a difference between religion and God, to tell you the truth. So. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, uh, well, and and you know what? There could even be another branch about moral philosophy. I mean, you could you could say we don't need religion at all, and the the big unanswered questions can be handled by the moral philosophers. You know, uh, does God exist? That's a philosophy question. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, because people say, well, the universe was created, well, at least the world was created in seven days. And uh, it was created by the creator, God. But that sort of begs the question, well, who created God? And turtles on down from there. Turtles on down. You know. It's it's a shame to use religion to kill your fellow man is all I got to say. But uh, as far as science is concerned, they ought to be able to get along and just go, wow, God is great. Wow, we discovered the muon there or um, the God part, the Higgs boson. Wow, God is great. I mean, that's all you have to do. I I know what you're You're saying is the Higgs boson existed all all along. If you want to say God created it, and and now science is just, just found it, yeah, cool. um, you know, and everything else we're guessing. Okay, we're guessing well, but, seven days. Ah, well, it was really this. Isn't God great? So, right, you could do that, but you, I think humanity needs to admit the the humility of we're guessing about God too, mm-hmm. because. You can't prove faith. Faith is faith. Right, and that's fine. As long as faith is dealing with faith. But when faith tells me Fact. <laughs> that I must go out and stone a woman who has had relations with her brother-in-law. And I look at then, that more as, I, I know they're religions, but I don't have a whole lot of... Uh, um, use for organized religion because right. I think it's full of human beings, men that say stupid things like God told me to go out and stone all adulterers, you know? Right. Well, okay, that's you. Bullshit God told you that because God wouldn't do that. Not any God right. that I would want to deal with. Right. Well, and and I think that's... Hell, that's too bad. That's a perfectly rational way to go through life, and and uh, it, certainly I would approve of that way more than you know reading Leviticus and saying you know well this person has cloth made out of two uh, coat made out of two different kinds of cloth ah. and and therefore he must be stoned you know I mean at some point you have to look at these articles of faith and say. I call bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, and until the religious leaders give people that right, the religious leaders have all the power to decide who lives and dies. And I don't think religion. If you want to say there's a difference between God and religion, I think you're on stronger ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally. Well, South Park said. It's the Mormons. They're the right ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, my other my other sort of deep thought is that no matter what religion you believe or or what absence of religions you believe in, the, there is there are more people on the earth who think you're wrong mm-hmm. than think you're right. Well, yes, and that, that's absolutely true. And I think you have to have an awful lot of hubris to say you know. Exactly. That's exactly the way I feel about it. So whenever I see somebody saying, I know God, I say, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> exactly. 
So I know it, it's doesn't mean I have to approve of everything or disapprove of everything, but uh, right. I don't. Uh, anybody that tells me they know and uh, they don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I'm much more comfortable around skeptics than I am around people who are certain. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I die and I wake up and there's there I am and I'm going, I'll be going cool. <laughs> You'd be going, oh shit. Well, it, yeah, like I <laughs> no, said, you live. You, I think you lived an honorable life, and that that if there was someone at the pearly gates and they were to judge your actions, they probably would find you worthy. I mean, uh, that's, I mean, I got to admit, I worked on Sunday, but I I have a hard time believing that he would really care. Right. Or whatever the deity is. There's a a line from a poem. uh, I can't give you the name of the poem because it's E.E. Cummings, and for the most part, he didn't name his poems. But he once said, even if it's Sunday, may I be wrong. Mm. And that's my philosophy. If you can grab a circle in-